You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast. With Todd Brunstead, Senior Editor. Brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas. Hi, this is Todd Brunstead, Senior Editor at Natural Products Insider. And we are speaking today with Tim Gordon. He is the Director of International Hemp Solutions. And we are going to get into the interesting topic of hemp seed genetics. Tim, you know, after the passion of the gondrepreneurs and the other people who are really getting into the business, it really all starts with the seeds, right? Like seed lives matter. Yeah. Inevitably, this is an agricultural product that's really the backbone of, of many companies that are now in the, in the hemp CBD space or the hemp space in general. But you're right. It all starts with the seed. And that's what's really important to keep in mind. So it, it, you're going to want to plant a different cultivar if you're growing hemp for fiber rather than for seeds, you know, for food and nutrition or flour for CBD, right? Uh, you know, it, it, different stuff, right? Yeah. Different seed. Um, yeah. So how does how does how does that work? Are, are there seed banks that you deal with, or are there companies that do it? You know, like the, sure. the seeds just don't fall from the sky, right? No, no, they just fall from the plant, but that's close enough to the sky. <laughs> but inevitably, you know, there's, a, you know, hemp genetics have already fallen into what I call three categories of or varietals, varietal categories, and, and that's for grain or seed for grain consumption. There's the, there's the uh, biomass or textile uh, side varietals. And there's the nutritional varietals like you get for CBD and other cannabinoids. The thing that's interesting, Todd, is, you know, while it's relatively new here in the United States, there's seed banks that have existed in European Union since the early 1900s, late 1800s, where these varietals are already in place. And as you know, you know, our friends to the north in Canada have been growing grain varietals along with fiber varietals and, 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 and success. So we, uh, we, have a, we have the availability now to, to distinguish what works best for each of those categories. And then, like you said, it all starts with the best seed. That's really great. So we can sort of capitalize on the fact that Europe has been growing seed unencumbered for, you know, 100 years plus, uh, whereas here in the U.S. we're really just starting after, you know, the layoff of 80 years. And uh, so that kind of helps to jumpstart the industry then, huh? It starts, to, yeah, it gives it, the, it gives it at least an opportunity to have some certified varietals that are true to type. Farmers know exactly what they're going to get in the end product. And there's some established markets uh, to, to enter with those products. So, yeah, we're kind of piggybacking on the European Union as we get our foot, our feet underneath us here in the United States. So how important is using, quote, certified seed? Like, what, what, what's that all about? Well, you know, certified genetics or certified seed in general is, is really important, right? It gives, it gives a farmer the knowledge that every seed is going to be true to type. They know what they're going to get. Um, they can count on, on harvest optimization that way. So, you know, certified seed, although it's relatively new in the hemp space, it's, it's been around in traditional forms of agriculture for many, many years. But it is relatively new to hemp, and and I gotta say it, it's it, it's gonna take you know largely the industry by storm. You know we've been uh, working in the industry, uh, you know, highly unregulated, 
legislated. But, you know, as the USDA and the associate other federal agencies come into play here, they're going to do a lot of mandating. And uh, from what I understand, one of those is going to be a mandate of certified seed or certified genetics. So it, it, it's going to be a, a big play in the future of hemp. And the future is just around the corner. And that's going to be 2020 uh, grow season where we're likely to see the USDA implement some kind of mandate around certified seed or certified genetics. Yeah, that's really interesting. We hear that the USDA, they say that they're going to come out with these rules or regs uh, in time for the 2020 planting season. And then I understand that it might even be this month. We're in August right now. And uh, what are some of the things that are going to be part of that USDA uh, sort of mandate? I, I guess seed genetics is part of that conversation, right? Seed genetics is absolutely part of that conversation. Um, additionally, parts of the conversation go around clones in the hemp space and feminized seed and, and what the uh, possibilities look like of putting some kind of certification programs around clones and feminized seed as we already have it on the traditional seed side. So the, there, there's a lot of, of discussion and, and you know, to be frank, that's largely why the USDA has, uh, has put back its, its recent uh, update until later, um, possibly November, because of, of two things. It's the insurance side of the space, along with the certification side of the space. Because if you think about it, you know, the certification is almost necessary for these big uh, federally backed insurance crop companies, FCIC-based companies, to enter the space and have confidence they're going to put a product together to really uh, uh, make the industry come into fruition in a big way where farmers are going to feel comfortable, they have certified seed, and they also have an insurance product just like you do with corn or anything else that, that really is, the, uh, is, is essentially the insurance, right, the backbone that just in case something happens to your crop. And we just don't have that right now in the industry. So, th th again, certified seed is going to bring a, another component of of, of agriculture that and, and that's been happening traditionally in other forms of commodities that we just don't have in the hemp industry. So it, it, right. it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be a good thing. And I think it's all workable under the USDA's mandate, under the AOSCA program, to have a certified seed, to have certified genetics around um, clonal population or a feminized population. Well, so when I think when I hear clones, I think that's different than seeds. The clones are sort of already little seedlings that are that are already kind of growing, right? And is, aren't clones yeah. more for the for the marijuana side of the cannabis biz, and and seeds would be more for hemp? Do, yeah, well, I, I think we have to distinguish, you know, what the different aspects of the hemp industry, and 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 one of the ones that the clonal side of the hemp industry, or the kind of the traditional horticulture side of of agriculture where clones are prevalent is going to be largely on the CBD side of thing in the hemp industry as to where, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a very good genetic, it's very stable. And you always want to get the best uh, optimal crop harvest with the best optimal genetic. Well, a lot of that ha can, can be done for clonal certification. So I, I, I see, I see a, the clonal program working in the hemp space, specifically in the, CBD and nutritional side dealing with cannabinoids. Very interesting. So can seed vendors guarantee purity, the, the percent that they expect germination, um, weed control? Are, are, are those things that, that can be sort of put on the, 
to sort of dock it as, yes, if you get this seed, yeah. you can get these results or, or a range of yeah. those results? Yeah. So that's, again, that's, this is really one of the benefits of a certified seed or a certified genetic program is you are going to be able to, to have all that information uh, readily available via via seed documents or bank documents and also seed and bag tags that say, you know, this is a 98% purity, expect a 85% germination rate. Um, so, you know, like I said, you know, other forms of traditional agriculture where will I go buy a bag of, 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 of sweet corn, organic sweet corn um, for planting, it, I look at the bag tag and it says my germination rate, my dormancy rate, everything you need to know about the seed so the par farmer can, can really maximize his end product, understanding what he's about to plant and what he's about to harvest. So the certified seed program in genetics will give us that opportunity to really, you know, have the, have the clear view and the understanding as farmers and, and folks in agriculture that we are going to get, be able to guarantee and, and, and rely on an 80% or better germ, everything that's going to be on those seed bag tags. That sounds like it's really going to sort of make that whole hemp industry a lot more professional. Um, and it kind of yeah. makes me kind of makes me wonder how, how, how have you guys been doing it so far? You know, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, large fucking attitude, huh? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, so it, 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 it is, it really, it really brings a sense of agricultural professionalism to it. When you think about certified seed or certified genetics, because you're right, largely Todd, you know, we've been running since the 2014 farm bill and then the ensuing 18 farm bill under a loosely regulated uh, process where there was no mandate on the, on the agricultural side whatsoever. So, um, you know, genetics, there was a variety of different genetics and still are that are out there that are largely not true to type and, and giving problems to farmers, maybe testing hot, maybe not producing what they said they were. Well, this certification program will alleviate all of those and will also bring the backing, like we talked about, of insurance and those kind of things. Right. I mean, that, that really sounds like uh, a, a real game changer to have a, a, a certified program in there. It can address yeah. uh, a lot of the, the, the quality issues that you have, everything from, from hot plants, you know, which are higher than 0.3% THC, uh, to being able to access the sort of financial system around agriculture too. Is that, is that accurate? Now, so there you go. That's great because you bring up another great point that's a, that, that I would call is a broken link in the chain right now in the hemp industry, and that's base, banking services on the agricultural side. So here, because they didn't have any, uh, they, you know, there was too much risk, the what ifs of not, of a company saying, yes, we're planting hemp and they plant marijuana. Well, what ifs of a crop going hot, the what ifs? Well, here's the certification program that takes away the what ifs, that'll give the bankers the comfort to enter the agricultural commerce side and, and do, you know, perhaps offer agricultural loans or, 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 or you know, agricultural equipment options and stuff like that to hemp farmers that have never been offered before. So really great point. With certification, you're not just getting crop insurance, but you're also having big banks, J.P. Morgan Chase, all of those guys who are wanting to get into the space now have the comfort to enter and, and perhaps, you know, add some relief or add the ability for farmers to, to commercialize an operation. Yeah, that's really cool. Let me just ask, is, is there a difference between breeding and genetics, or are those 
terms kind of fungible, or, or, or is, there, is there a specific definition around one or the other? They're often used interchangeably. You know, when, when folks talk about breeding and certain genetics they have, you know, they're, they're all probably used in, within, within different contexts within the same conversation. But in general, um, you know, genetics or, you know, varietals, genetics are, are standard what's, what, what, you know, an individual crop is while, while breeding, obviously, is, is what we're doing with that crop to enhance a certain trait or, or to create new traits within a crop. So they're kind of used interchangeably uh, within conversation, but you know also they're part of that link in the in the industry, and and those two those two links of the chain are, are right beside each other as far as genetics and breeding. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing to me when we talk about the natural and organic industry, when it, it almost sounds like a different conversation because when you talk about genetics as it relates to agriculture, people think GMOs. Ah, that's the boogeyman, yeah. right? Because yeah. so much soy and corn is GMO and, and you yes. know, much of the world does not like that, but the, the, this is what America does. So, our, but, but when we talk seed genetics as it relates to hemp, we're not, we're not talking GMOs. We're just talking about seeds that can express certain attributes so that, say, if yeah. you're growing in in wet humid kentucky you might want a different seed genetic varietal from someone growing in high dry colorado right there you go that's exactly it you know we 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 can be region specific we can be trait specific which is really unique and it, like we like we've talked about todd it's, it's much like any other varietal or any other commodity out there you know if, if i'm going to breed wheat corn and I'm looking for an increased, uh, you know, glucose or sugar content to, to for, for taste. You know, I, I can use that in a breeding program. We can get to work on that. It's just going to be the same thing here in the hemp industry um, and, and, and relative to getting trait specific or, or regional adaptations. Um, we're going to see that across the board. Absolutely. That's, that's really fascinating. So then, so then the, the, the sort of boogeyman question is, are we going to see GMO hemp seeds on the market? You know, Todd, as an industry uh, activist and liaison, as president of some trade organizations, I am doing everything to kibosh on any kind of GMO application in the hemp space. I don't believe we'll see it, but Lord, if we do, it better be specific to any kind of uh, biomass and, and not for consumables or anything like that. But I, I'm going to do my best to keep GMO away from this plant as this plant is there's no space for gmo in, in in the cannabis plant whatsoever all right well real good conversation tim thanks for your time your work fills the sky with flame i might say and um, uh, and 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 tim you will actually be moderating a panel at the supply side west trade show in uh, las vegas on wednesday october 15th and so uh, if do you want to hear more about this fascinating topic and about all things hemp uh, on the entire uh, supply side of the value chain from seed genetics uh, all the way to, um, to different sources of CBD and testing labs and terpenes, things like that. You can uh, see it all at the Supply Side West Trade Show. That's coming up October 15th. Tim, thanks again for your time. Really appreciate it. I really enjoyed it, Todd. Thanks again. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas.